0: Howdy, partners, and welcome to another episode of the Howdy Partners podcast, where we give you tactical insights so that you can perform in your role better. Today, we are joined with someone who has been on both sides of the big fish and the small fish type interaction, and we're going to be diving into that topic exactly. Before we dive in, though, Ben, how's it going? It's been a bit since you and I chatted. How are you been?
1: Been all? Yeah, not bad. I think busy as always, mate. Salt Lake is cold already. We've already got some snow in the mountains, which is interesting. So definitely got the heat in. I'm trying to keep warm. But apart from that, mate, no no complaints my end.
0: Nice. Yeah, it's said no snow for me yet. So you beat me to it, but it is getting colder. And I keep thinking, where am I going to leave to? Because I don't want the cold, dark winter anymore. I have too many sun lamps in my home. And I need that vitamin D. So, um, well, today we're joined with Giraj. And Jaraj, you've worked, like I mentioned, on both sides of the big fish and the small fish in the interaction of partnerships. Tell us about your experience in partnerships, where you've worked, and the kind of interactions that you've been in. Uh, and then we'll kick off the topic. Yeah, good to be here. Thanks for having me, guys. Mm-hmm.
2: I, for for a quick intro, I spent about past eight years helping companies like Slido, Cisco, and most recently on deck, scale and grow through this notion of product-led partnerships. I joined Slido as, as one of the early hires back in 2016. Slido is a audience interaction platform, doing Q&A, polling for events and, and, and virtual stuff. I had no idea what partnerships is at that point and that it's going to be my role for, for years to come, but um, spent about six, seven years there. One, building our partnership work from scratch and sort of moving through the changes as we we're focusing on, on different products and different strategy. And then also spent a part of the journey also as head of product. So, so really in Lionel's case, the product and partnership boards are really, really closely integrated. We got acquired by Cisco back in 2021 um, after which I joined Webex's partnerships team and, and collaboration business unit team, um, to help them sort of merge the two worlds of product and partnership, but also launch their new platform, which was sort of playing a bit of a catch-up game with Zoom. And and marked teams at that point, and everyone who was doing it, uh, extending their video conferencing platform to third-party developers. Uh, what we doing there. And yeah, of course, recently, I, I actually took a bit of a break from work, became a flyer, so getting used to that new role and, and was mostly spending my time on uh, incredibly more fractional work and part-time projects, part-time partnerships, what I'd
0: say. Very cool. I feel like there's uh, there's so many threads to go down there. One with partnering to then acquisition, and then also you being in a product role as well, which is really interesting. And then of course, becoming a father, congrats. That's uh, something I'm looking forward to. Um, But let's dive into the interaction that led to that acquisition. I would love to better understand how you as an organization engaged with this bigger fish. And, you know, was that acquisition Planned what did you focus on that from the start was that you know the end goal or did it just run through such a good partnership that their team said this calls for an acquisition? tell me more about that interaction um and how you may were you may have been uh, intentional about navigating to that point yeah it it
2: definitely wasn't planned for for us slider was a bootstrap business from from the beginning so in a Unique situation in a way there. Uh, I mean, we weren't planning to raise until about that point around 2020, 2021. We were thinking two paths. One is either to raise or to partner with someone, to partner to sort of think through what the next chapter of growth would look like. It was very open though. And, and I think it was sort of opportunity meets luck situation where we met and connected with, um, and that part it was Sajid Patel, uh, who recently joined a from boats as well great leader and, and from before because Box was a customer. I think we connected and were both really aligned on what the vision is for WebEx and Slido in this new era of virtual and remote and hybrid work. So to check the box, but it was still a big transformation for our team. Like The the, the culture and the people at Slido, they didn't enjoy Slido to, to work for a big corporation. Yeah. They joined a bootstrap startup. So there's a lot of through, change management there, uh, as there is with acquisitions in general. But it was a bit of a surprise to to most of the team. But I think it made sense in terms of partnership. And I think it goes to sort of the the wider strategy that we had with partnerships. We, we, as a startup, we started investing into partnership pretty early on. And it was very much like represented in the organization. I, I reported to our CEO and met with other uh, members of the exec team. So partnerships were always have the voice internally. But we also had to be super picky in terms of who are strategic partners and what are we doing with them also in terms of product. So couldn't really do many things at once.
0: Uh, I was all about saying no to more things than and saying yes. So I've noticed that a lot of organizations try to partner with these big companies uh, and then they get lost in either an old process or just a convoluted process. What do you think the perspective should be for organizations when looking at these strategic partnerships with these bigger fish? What is that that thought process and what did your team do to really dig in and make that partnership successful? Yeah,
2: that's a good question. I'm a big fan here of working backwards. I think that was the case here. It was, it was very clear to us where we are going as a company and as a product, and especially as we're navigating through Covid as well with, with, events changing and our focus refocusing. Our first charge was changing as well, but it was clear that if we were working backwards from, Hey, we slider needs to grow in this space of internal columns and, and empower everyone who's using whatever video conferencing and whatever presentations software it to, to be there and to seamlessly use slider within that context, you know, it's sort of becoming easier to know, okay. okay, well, to do that, we need to partner on that front, partner on another front. It wasn't a case of let's partner everyone and let's go to to the conversation with more of a, we're a platform and we can, we can partner with any app and other app that, that, that says so. I don't think that every product or company is or should be a platform. And it wasn't the case for us. It's different, WebEx, different for our companies, but for us, there are two pillars. One was, as I mentioned, there was the presentation software piece and the other one video conferencing, like those two groups are key parts of the workflow of our customers. And this is, we've done lots of user research on this and lots of surveys on like what is in your workflow and our customers workflow, what tool are they using and, and where does to enter that. So it was easy that in those two pillars, we need to invest into partnerships and through security partnerships. So that's where we sort of get into a conversation of working with Google's with Microsoft, with the webexes of the world, but it wasn't sort of Say uh, hey, Google's logo is cool. let's work with that. Let's find a way. It was working backwards from a product strategy to like for years to come
1: yeah I, th- there's a couple of interesting points that you that you mentioned there which I found really, really interesting, and I'd love to double down. On. The first was I think i described it before as a a, a buying river, so to speak, so like what's up for, upstream from you, what's downstream from you, and then actually figuring out, okay, who are the people that are going to generate revenue right for us that are further upstream and then who are we going to deliver value to which are the the people like further downstream. And so I'd love to understand how you went through that planning exercise with your internal teams. What were some of the things that you took into account? How did you really build out that kind of strategic view to figure out like which people to go after?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So the first question that, that we asked there is it's sort of the topic of working back parents. What does the end look like? For us at that point, it was, it was sitting 2019. So a few years in, we, we had some initial product market fit, but not originally our product market fit was in the conferences world. So events like South by Southwest, Web Summit, are even Slido for their events, but that wasn't, that's how we got that initial product market fit, but it wasn't where we w- would add in terms of the product strategy. So we were about 120 people at that point and, and. We were thinking through our go-to-market strategy for launching a new business line, new business segment, targeting individual presenters at companies. So really leaving the external event space. From a product perspective, for us to be able to go after this market market, we needed to make sure that Slana can be seamlessly used with Google Slides, PowerPoint, and other presentation software tools. So. So already there, you can kind of sense that we need some sort of global partnership or product integration with those big players. And that's here we sort of enter the first partner, which is Google for us at that stage. It was working backwards from from this progress strategy. And then then the second piece for me is how do we fit in? So coming to the conclusion of like, hey, we need to build a really cool product with, with Google, which is probably a bit more than just looking at their documentation and building a Chrome session like how this is more of a strategic uh, partnership where to be closer to their product team, how do we fit in? Is about talking to Google and whoever the partner is and and kind of vulnerably asking and figure out where are they heading and and do we fit into that in the next six months or a year? Because if we, if we don't, it's got to be a forced relationship where we're, we're never going to get anywhere. And then you sort of get into that whole notion of we're just little fish and Google this, whatever they want to do, uh, we're, we're not to stay with the metaphors of uh, an ocean, but it's just like a big wave that crashes you. Basically. So that, that that was a second key component. I'm not a big fan of like, mental models and frameworks. And I am either way. But I think most of the time, they're sort of done retrospectively. And I want to put this out and say, Hey, follow this, and, and it'll be golden. I think this is our gotcha. learning that happened afterwards. In, in the process.
1: Cool. The other, the other thing, like, and again, well, I know we're going to get on to some additional questions, but I think fundamentally, either in your position as well, where we partnered with Insight, like a you know massive var, you know they've got inside sales teams, they've got account, they've got thousands of people that you're trying to get in front of, and I think fundamentally that is the hardest part as a smaller player is how do you gain attention of their field teams of their sellers? How do you make them understand our value proposition and get get in front of as many customers as possible? Did you? Did you have any kind of strategies or techniques to to reach more of those people at, at the larger partner? Because for me, it was like pounding the pavement. To be honest, it was like, I had to just put in the work. I had to, you know, network on LinkedIn, reach out. Was that your approach or did you do anything a bit more scalable? Pretty much. And I and, and think one, maybe tactical advice
2: there that I would say is, and, and this is similar to how I think about, you know, recurring revenue comes from recurring impact within our organization and, and how we partner cross-functionally. I, I look at it similarly here, where it's not only about building that relationship with, with the partner manager or, or, or someone on product market partnership side on like, we need to build this integration and that's it. It's, it's can be a year or two years in our case it was with some of these larger partners, building relationships across the whole customer chain and across the whole experience, like maybe, and also on our end, maybe it was the point of inviting them to, to, to speak at our customer meetup, like completely unrelated would seem like, but, but all those little touch points across the customer journey were actually super helpful in one building trust and and the relationship, which is, I think we will all agree that it's a big piece of, of such a transaction, uh, but also embedding them into, into our customer's world, into our product world and, and sort of getting them warmer in
0: a way. So what do you think was maybe an error that you made in that interaction? And uh, I imagine a lot of organizations make the same error, but um, what's an error that you made that you're, when reflecting, thinking, could have done this better? Or, you know, you mentioned that you do fractional work and some advisory. What do you see in organizations that is a common challenge? And what is a potential resolution uh, from what you've uh, experienced?
2: I think a big one, which... Maybe is obvious, but but not always is. Especially in this relationship, when when you have bigger partners, smaller startup or a smaller company is just doing the partnership for the sake of a cool looking logo or a cool sounding company, and that can be true. And 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 we we've done it ourselves. I remember one of our first product partnerships, what what was with Slack at a point where they're they're just launching their platform, and, and Aaron was talking about it how they can extend the the product and build bots and apps and and it was truly an exciting time and the same brand we even had some customers who requested an integration and 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 so sort of seemed like an obvious thing to do and it made sense in so many levels but ultimately and it took us way longer than it should have had almost two years but we censored the whole integration not the whole relationship but but it just didn't really go anywhere the adoption um, showed us clear that this isn't hitting any any actual need of our customers it's more nice to have. So it happened to us and it happened after as well. But I would say this is the the biggest one. And hopefully some of those questions that you can be asking, like, how does this fit into our long term strategy and roadmap? And and how do we fit into the roadmap of the partner? Uh, those can hopefully help with sort of not investing into something just because it's a cool sounding thing. And of course, brand is, is a big thing, especially if you're a small Startup, so maybe some deals make sense just for the only reason that is to strengthen the credibility of your brand because you're yep. working with somewhat, somewhat bigger.
1: Yeah, I love it. I think I think we might have lost Will but we can forge on. I I can't see him in the in the window anymore, so I'll mark this. And he's obviously, struggling with his internet today. So obviously, we talked about like one of the things that you you kind of one of the challenges you faced, so to speak. What's your, and I think you kind of started off the episode by explaining like you had a very clear goal in mind as a company, which was like, okay, we're at this stage. Do we go and raise funding or do we go out, you know, get a strategic partnership and then potentially line yourself up for acquisition, which is wonderful. What do you think for like a smaller company now, should a smaller company think, hey, we want to become the Google, the Cisco, like these big super nodes, or is it fine being a smaller part of that ecosystem and just leveraging all the individual parts of that makes sense. Like, do you think some, do you think some companies try to get too big too quickly instead of leveraging the ecosystems around them, so to speak? Yeah. Yeah.
2: I think that's, it's an interesting point. And I, it sort of brings me to think about platforms and, and touching this previously. I'm, I'm actually I quite like the, the Bill Gates definition of a platform that I think was in, in one of the strategy articles a while back. It really talks about that the platform happens when the value of everybody that uses it exceeds the, the value of the company that created it or that built it. And you have great examples of that, like Shopify, where their partner revenue is is, is greater than, than their own revenue, but that's not going to be feasible or even shouldn't be for, for every company out there. So I think it's exactly to me, pretty reasonable strategies to stay smaller and actually not become that big fish. But still, think through how can you grow through a ecosystem like Notion. How how can you be part of that ecosystem, play an active role, and actually have that fuel some of your growth? So yeah. I think the opposite of just staying sort of closed down is is not a strategy that I would pursue, especially as their NH customers. There's so many, especially in B two B sales. There's so many tools out there, and your typical customer will use many of those tools in their workflow. So you got to have such your role and see it at the table as far as your customer's workflow goes.
1: Yeah, it's it's a good point because so I think I always think about some of the most impactful things you can do, especially if you are partnering with a larger a larger ecosystem partner. Which is like just do some co-marketing, right? Like there's so much value to doing these kind of smaller activities, not trying to get too too technical with the partnership motion. Like do a few co-marketing activities, help their audience, and you'll probably find a significant amount of impact through just those kind of small. You know, s- small tactical steps rather than trying to get too big too quickly, so to speak. So yeah, I think I think I kind of like to move on to maybe the next question around like what was the most valuable lesson you learned? If you had to think of like one thing, big fish, small fish dynamic, what was the kind of most valuable thing that you think you've learned through that journey, and and how has it kind of set you up for success? Do you think in future partnership roles as well? Well, one is definitely to not force it. And I, and I touched on this before, but
2: it, it doesn't always make sense. And it, and it, it doesn't mean that every company should partner with like, like a partner in their, in their space. It makes sense for for some, I think it's also very close to the decision to a product and how you're building products. Like for us, Slido, as I mentioned, was, it was super close to two worlds and we wouldn't be able to grow without investing heavily into the product integrations because Slido is the type of product we're not going to catch all the use cases, we're not going like, to build like a big platform type product, um, but we're going to rely on on sort of connecting the, the workflows with, with other partners. So not forcing it with, with a big partners is, is one for sure. And, and also, another one was which is separate to this is, is thinking through adoption, especially as for a partnership skills. I think it's, you know, it's fairly easy to, to like, get developers interested and drop that interest and, and get them building on your platform. Or, or with your APIs and launch apps, so launch uh, integrations and whatnot. But if you're not thinking through the adoption, and this goes both ways. One, to platform in the marketplace, but two, also for us a Slido, where we were the, the little fish on some of these big, big ecosystem marketplaces is seeing it through adoption. And, and that, that again, that, that, goes beyond, that goes beyond partnership, goes beyond product, touches the whole customer journey. But if the users are actually not using the, the product then it's, it's not going to go anywhere.
0: Love it. We'll be back. Go ahead and eat. All right. So we always leave our audience with one tactical tip from your experience that we've talked about today. And again, those that you advise and the fractional work that you're doing, what is the one daily or weekly practice that you would say helped you be successful or is helping your uh, companies that you're advising be successful today what is that thing as it pertains to the big fish and small fish interaction um to move the needle what can people do you know right when they're done listening to this episode uh, i think on the
2: on the topic of syrup don't lot about how do we fit in and and doing and, and that check-in with the big partner something that we've done on a weekly and monthly basis from mm-hmm. very scale and how that we went was me or or us the the small fish driving a a service structure, I like an investor update but 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 in the sense of a the, the partnership or the company and and sending that and driving that to a partner. Also even early in the days, even before we would say agree on something, even if nothing major happened, but through being there in their inbox or, or wherever in those regular moments I think it was really important and it goes sort of matches nicely with, with me saying of you know, like embedding them into the whole customer journey and also us internally, like, are we doing an event? Okay. Let's invite them even before we have a relationship, even before we build them. It's, it's just got to build the trust. So, so doing that check in and it's, they didn't really come natural to me because it, it feels like, why am I asking Google? What, what are they going to be working on and building in the next six months? Like what am I? But, but it actually, Days are often and it's it's worth doing uh, and being a bit more vulnerable in that sense so i'm hard investing to doing that way before you think you're ready
0: amazing that um, what i like about that is it shows you know just how intentional you are about the relationship and about the strategic partnership that you're either you know trying to develop or have developed and then also it it almost to a certain degree allows you to take lead a little bit because the bigger fish probably isn't going to take lead unless if they Truly see a massive opportunity with you as the smaller fish, which I would say is less likely to happen. And so if you're able to take lead, then you have a bit more control and you have more influence at that point. And like you said, you're a bit more vulnerable. And so you get to kind of like show your cards. Um, but then keep that constant communication, stay top of mind. So I, I really enjoy that, that tip and just how serious and intentional it is as well to just constantly. Say, yes, we're doubling down on this. We want to be a part of your ecosystem. We want to be a partner. That is a, a great tip. Draj. thank you so much for coming on the Howdy Partners podcast. Is there anything you want to leave the audience with, or is there any place that the audience can can find you or what you're talking about these yeah. days? Thanks thanks for having me, Fritjana.
2: And yeah, happy to connect with anyone. Uh, if I can help with any way, you can find me on LinkedIn. That's probably the best place. J U R J Powell. Or I, have, I think very super simple landing page now my personal last time but calm so we I'll go up there okay.
0: <laughs> well I might as well plug it and uh, they'll get at least one person will get value and of course the audience listening today got value as well thank you so much for being on and thank you all for listening that was another episode of the Howdy Partners podcast